0: Amen. Father, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We thank you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives, breathe life into each and every one of us, Lord. Lord, we ask for grace and anointing upon this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective. In Jesus' name, we bind every resistance to the preaching of God's word. Every critical spirit, we silence them in Jesus' name. We take victory in this house in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. Today's message is titled The Stream in the Jar. The Stream in the Jar. Praise the Lord. Amen. I believe that all this portion is I believe that this portion is familiar to all of us. The stream in the jar, or the flow within the jar. The passage opens up with a plea, with a cry from a widow. Coming to the man of God, the widow introduces herself as the wife of a man of God who served the prophet as well as who feared God. A godly family is having a critical moment in their lives. A godly family is going through crisis in their lives. Can godly families go through crisis in their lives? Can godly family go through critical moments in their lives? Can godly face persecutions and pressures in their lives despite the fact that they have followed God faithfully well throughout the scripture we can see that whether it's godly or one who have served God faithfully we see that they all go through seasons in their lives when it seems as if it's an open season declared on them and on their family where the enemy is in hot pursuit of their lives. When such seasons comes in our lives, we are baffled. When such seasons come knocking at people's door, that's the time when it feels as if the bottom will drop. That's the time where we feel it's time to just throw in the towel and run out of the place. Everyone will go through such seasons in our lives where it will feel as if that we are facing the heat all by ourselves. Well, here we find this godly family has already gone through a season in their lives where the breadwinner is out of the seed. And now comes the second challenge in their lives where the creditors have come and they are going to grab the two sons and take them into bondage. When she is facing this problem, she runs to the man of God with her plea, with her cry. Where do we go to when we face similar issues in our lives? What do we do when we go through seasons where it seems that even the last hope that we have will be snatched away from us? Praise God. Well, we as God's children, we always have a place and a person the place being the throne of grace the person being the great prophet jesus christ we can always run up to him with our cares with our burdens with our pain with our problems and tell him what we are going through in our lives praise god it's very interesting to see This particular woman, she comes and introduces herself as a wife of a man who feared God. Mind you, the husband is out of the scene. Mind you, perhaps the wrong choices that he made, perhaps the crisis that they have went through in their lives has brought precious obligations and debt in their lives. This particular family is up to their nose in debt and the debtors are trying the creditors are trying to take everything from them. When this is happening this woman has nothing but good to say about her husband regardless of what has been left behind, regardless of what The pain that they are facing, she has nothing but good to say about her husband. Praise the Lord. The testimony that this man had was, one, he served God. Number two, he feared God. And his life reflected the same both in his ministry and at home. Praise God. Long after he's faced out of the face of the earth, the family still remembers him as a man of God who feared God. Praise the Lord. And we understand from Elisha's response that he attests to the testimony that this woman is giving about the man of God. Before we go any further, I want to pause here and I want to ask a question to every family in the house of God. What is our testimony at home? What would our spouse say about us? If our husband is going to talk about his wife or a wife is going to talk about the husband, what would they say about each other? despite sometimes when we make wrong choices in our lives and the consequences that follows in our lives, would our life, our testimony, overshadow the wrong choices that we have made in our lives? Would the sterling character and the quality of a Christian's life Would it still stick around to speak volumes and overshadow every wrong choices that they have made in their lives? What would our children say about us? What would our siblings say about us? It's always good to ponder for a moment, even as we might be celebrated out in the world, even if we are victorious out in the world, even if we fall within the class of people who are accomplished in the world, what would our family say about us? Praise the Lord. As far as this lady was concerned, we realized that she had a good testimony about her husband. Now, mind you, Those who wanted to take the children away from her were knocking at the door because of the choice the man probably made in his life. But even in such a season, she has nothing but good to say about her husband. May our families be families who have sterling qualities in their lives, Qualities that supersede every challenges that we face in our lives. May our families talk about each other as one who fears God in every season of our life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Even when you go through trials in your life, praise God. Don't allow the trials to snatch away the triumphs that God has in store for us. If we persevere. If we put on. If we press on. If we push on. Praise God. We will surely taste the triumph that God has for each and every one, about one of us. Praise the Lord. See, the prophet listens to her. No debate about what she has shared. But he asks a very simple question. What do you have? Praise God. I understand that you have reached the bottom. That you are scraping the bottom. I understand that you have come to the last point in your life. I understand that the enemy has taken everything away from you. And the last thing that really matters to you, the last thing that's precious to you, is about to grab it away from you. But the prophet is asking, what do you have? Praise the Lord. We still, even when we feel that we have everything taken away from us, we still have something left in our lives. Praise the Lord. See, we live in a society, in a part of the world, where we are among the few, top 20 or 10% of the world that experience everything in our lives. Even when we go through similar situations, there are families who are scraping the barrel, going through hardships in your life. When you feel that everything that you counted on, it seems to vanish in thin air. Even when you come to that point in your life, there is a question that you and I have to answer. What is it that you still have in your life? Prophet is asking, What do you have? Praise God. What would we have if everything that the world counts valuable is stripped away from us? Everything that is considered precious when it is stripped away from us, what would we have? Would we still hold on to the precious faith like Job did when everything was taken away from him? Praise God. Would we still have our trust in our Lord Jesus? Can we still come to a point at that time and say, God is good. Praise God. Would we be able to say, he will never let me down, even when you feel down? Praise God. When you feel down, when you feel that you hit the rock bottom, let me tell you, if you can sing God is good and he's not going to never let me down. I'm telling you, he's going to lift up your sagging spirits. He's going to lift up your spirit that's going down. Praise God just by thinking and praising him and telling, Lord, you are good. No, you're not bragging. You're not boasting. You are telling him the fact that he's a good God despite the season that you might be in this morning Tell him, Lord, you are good, and you're not going to let me down. Praise God. Physically, I might feel that I'm down. Emotionally, I might feel that I'm down. Relationally, I might feel I'm down. Financially, I might feel that I'm down. But because you're good, and you're not going to let me down, I want to tell you, Lord, you are good, and that's going to make me feel good. Good. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You must have something, woman, in your house. Everyone has something that's left over. What do you have? Praise God. Elisha was looking for something. Something. Praise God. A platform for God's work to be initiated in our lives. Praise God. Oh, Elijah was looking for a springboard where she could jump and go into a different realm, into a different height. Everybody has something in their lives that God can tap into even in our lowest moments of our life. Praise God. What do you have? Praise God. Hallelujah. Perhaps you can say, Broken lives, shattered dreams, teardrops that drench the pillows in the darkest moments of our lives. Let me tell you, God can take that and he can start working in your life even when you feel that there is nothing left. Praise the Lord. God often begins with what we have. Praise God. God often begins with what we have. Praise God what you have. Praise God. God can start with what you have. Moses had a staff. God used that staff. David had a sling and a stone. God said, I'm going to use that. Samson had a jawbone of a donkey. And God used that. The lad had five loaves and two fish. And God used that. The widow in Zarephath had a little flour and a little oil. And God used that. This widow, first she says, I have nothing. Then she stops, pauses, and she says, but a small jar of oil. When she took an inventory of what she had, Her first conclusion was, I have nothing. But then she was reminded of the fact, wait, I do have something. It's a small jar of oil. Praise God. Hallelujah. That which seems to be insignificant. That which seems unimportant. That which seems or looks as if it is something that can be overlooked is good enough for our God to bring in a refreshing season in your life. That which even in your eyes is insignificant, is good enough for God to usher a next season in your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. See, what the prophet tells her next is... Something that every Christian will go through. The paradox of Christianity. Praise God. Well, look, what is the problem? The problem here is, there is too much debt. And this has caused, for these guys to come, threaten and take away the last hope in our lives. What is the solution? Well, the solution that is given is not Something that is easily understandable. Go borrow empty jars from all your neighbors. Praise God. Listen, you know what the Bible says, regardless of how we feel, regardless of how we compute, regardless of what the rational would say, how we analyze. Analysis things. Regardless of how we reason. If we are willing to do what the word says. We will see a refreshing season in our lives. The psalmist says. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall be continually be in my mouth. Praise God. Listen. It's not easy to bless the Lord at all. All times, praise the Lord, hallelujah! In every season, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. When everything is going well, we can say thank you, Jesus, but when everything is not working out in our favor, it's hard to say. Thank you, Jesus. But that's what the word says. In everything, give thanks. Rejoice forevermore. Pray without ceasing. For this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. In other words, the scripture calls out you and me to act. You and me to speak. You and me to pronounce You and me to praise. You and me to pray. You and me to declare. You and me to worship. You and me to celebrate. You and me to triumph. Even when the environment and the surroundings does not seem good for us. Praise God. That is the paradox of Christianity. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are we able to do it? Well, as Christians, it is my prayer that God will give us the grace to do what the scripture tells us to do. And thereby, we follow the process of miracle in our lives. Praise God. And see that our God is greater than any situation, anything that you're going through in your life. Praise God. Job says, our God is a God who gives us song in the night. Praise God. Song in the night, dear, does not mean that He gives us a song at midnight, 12 a.m. What it means is in the darkest moments of our lives, He gives us a song. Praise God. He gives us the grace to sing ask Paul and Silas they will tell you that as they were in the prison bound at midnight the Bible says they started to sing and give praise to God and what did God do the very thing that was holding them down God shook it from its foundation because they align themselves with the principles of God's word. I want to tell you, church, don't go by what you see. Don't go by what you feel. Don't go by the predictions. Don't go by the forecast. Go by the principles of God's word and you will see that he will never let you down. Now, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at the process for miracle. We all want miracles in our lives. Look at the process in this context. Number one, praise God. There is a need. Instead of taking care of the need, the prophet comes with a solution that does not make any sense. He says, increase the need, not the supply. Praise God. You know, they are in a jam because they went around borrowing. They they lived on borrowed funds. They lived on borrowed time. Now, the man of God is giving a solution. Go and borrow again. Instead of increasing the supply, he's saying increase the need. (sighs) Praise God. Before the miracle, the test of obedience. Praise God. In the realms of God, God expects us to obey first and experience the deliverance. Praise God. The problem is we want to see things materialize first. That's good from the worldly perspective. That's not a principle, a concept, where the spiritual dimension moveth. The spiritual dimension moves in the faith principle. Praise God. God expects the vishwasi to have vishwasam. God expects the faithful to be faithful. God expects the faithful to have Faith in them. Praise God. You and I need to operate in the faith realm and see what God can do for us, in us, and through us. Praise the Lord. That is always the test of obedience. Praise God. Then the man says, Go collect empty vessels. Praise God. Come in and shut the door. Amen. Why shut the door? Well, when the miracle is going to take place, you don't want to be disturbed. Praise God. When God is going to do something in you, praise God. When God starts dealing with you, when God starts speaking into your lives, when God starts downloading into your lives, the last thing that you want is some critics surrounding you and speaking words of doubt into your mind. Praise God. So the instruction is, shut the door and do what? Start pouring. Praise God. Hallelujah. Start pouring. Turn to your neighbor And tell your neighbor, praise God. Start pouring. Start pouring. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Start pouring. Praise God. Pour what? Pour faith into people. Pour, hallelujah, God's word into people. Praise God. There are needy people all around us. There are empty vessels all all around us. Station yourself among people who are empty, among people who are needy, among people who are hurting, among people who are sick, and start pouring into them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We want to see the provision before we pour out. Pouring will be followed by flowing. Pouring will follow, praise God, will be followed by flowing. Many don't want to pour because they are afraid that they will be floored. Praise God. Well, you can't allow fear to rule and reign in your lives. Praise God. If you start pouring into lives, you will see that God's grace will start flowing through your life. Praise God. Why is it that we hesitate to become a channel in the hands of God? Why is it that we hesitate to pour into people's lives? Praise God. Quite often, we don't want to pour into people's life because we feel that we are inadequate in ourselves. If you feel that you are inadequate in yourself, it is okay. Praise God. But your inadequacy becomes adequate and much more than adequate when you have God working in and through you. Praise God. How many people we meet in the church, we say, can you do something? Can you get involved in ministry? They will say, no, I don't think that I'm cut for that. Can you sing? I don't think I got a good voice. Can you preach? No, I don't think I'm cut out for that. Can you share? No, I don't think I'm cut off for that. Can you serve? No, I don't think I'm cut out for that. Let me ask you, what do you think you're cut out for? every one of us have been cut out for something and if you feel that you're not cut out for anything I want to tell you you need to pause and ask yourself is the inadequacy that you feel is simply because you're leaning on yourself instead of leaning on yourself lean on him praise God and start pouring when you start pouring you will see it will start flowing. What will start flowing? Grace will start flowing because the God that you and I serve is a God who is an enhancer. God who that we serve is a God who is a multiplier. God who serve that we serve is a one who gives abundantly beyond measure. Praise God. So when he says start pouring praise God you just simply start pouring and you will see God will take your words God will take your thoughts God will take your ideas God will take your small ideas God will take your service mentality and it will go beyond your wildest imagination because now you are pouring because he said Pour. Now you start pouring. You will see that it starts flowing. How far will it flow? As far as the need is. The need will be met. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Somewhere between the pouring and the flow, flowing. The miracle starts off. Praise God. What are we saying? We are saying. The very little thing that you say. Is insignificant in your life. The very little things that you look, you overlook all the time, that you still have, even when you've gone through the hardest moments in your life, is good enough to push you into the next realm. Praise God. You know, quite often, people look at themselves. They look at their ability. They look at their education. They look at their background. They look at their upbringing. They look at their environment. And they say that you know what? I'm not cut out to go through. But I want to tell you. You take a step of faith. Trusting in him. Praise God. Allow his host to flow Through you, praise God. Did you know why the small jar kept filling in all the barrels that was around? It was because there was a connection from above into the small jar that allowed the jar to flow without being ceasing, without stopping into the barrels so that the barrels can be filled. Let me tell you, get connected to him. Praise God. Allow the grace connection to go through you and you will see that you become an instrument that will bring glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, God begins with our small jars, but he does not stop there. He does amazing, multiplying things, shows his power through the little things that we have in our lives the small cup the small jar becomes a barrel in his hands praise god hallelujah isn't this the story that we see throughout the scripture repeated again and again abraham his dead body and god you know what it means praise god the writer of romans says that he did not look at himself even though he was old and stricken, and knew from a human perspective that he will not be able to produce an offspring, praise God. Abraham, his dead body, and God made the difference. Praise God. Moses and his Moses, his staff, and God. Praise God. David, his sling, and God. The lad, his five fish. Five loaves and two fish and God. Peter, his boat, and God. The disciples, their inadequacies, and God. Praise God. I want you to look into your lives. The area that you are struggling this morning with. Everyone has an area that they are struggling with. Praise God. The area that keeps that seems to draw your energy out. It seems as if it's sapping your strength out. It's creating an inferior complex within you. I want you to look into that area. And you speak into yourself. And you say, me and my God. Me and my God. My that area and God. And God. The the changing, the, the changing factor is a factor that you bring God in the equation. Praise God. Your weakness plus God. Your inability plus God. Praise God. God will rewrite your story. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't forget to add God into your equation. Praise God. What you have is good for a miracle. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, what you have is good for a miracle. What does that mean? What you have is good for a miracle. What does that mean? Well, it means that needy area in your life, the challenge in your life, the pain in your life, the pressure in your life. Praise God. The pricking pain in your life. The rebellious child in your life. The spouse that don't understand in your life. That boss that bugs you in your life. The brother that gives you a headache. Every time, praise God. Let me tell you, praise God. What you have is good for a miracle. Praise God. That becomes an operating platform for God to unleash His grace, His ability, His power, His miracle into your life. What you have is good for a miracle. Praise God. God is going to use what is left behind to give back what got away. You know, the creditors came and took everything. But they did not, what? They did not think that little bit of oil was important. You know, the things that are less, who cares? Who cares? Have you ever been... Have you ever felt that you were left out? Have you ever felt that you are left out? The storm that the builders rejected became the, ha! That's the story of my savior. So if you feel that you are left out, I want you, wherever you are, I want you to stand up and you praise God. You say, Lord, thank you, for they left me out, but you're going to make me what? Praise God. I'm not counted in that group, but you're going to make me count. Oh, wow. Wow. Praise God. That's the story of Jesus. And everyone who follows Jesus will go through a season in your life where you will be ostracized, where you will be pushed out, where the world will look at you and say, hey, there's nothing in him. He doesn't count. He does not count. He does not amount to anything. Praise God. You just got qualified. Amen. You just got qualified. When everybody pushed you out, God looked at you and said, you know what? I think you're the person I'm going to pick. Daddy and mommy felt that number eight was no good. Who was number eight? <laughs> Daddy and mommy did not think that David was fit for nothing but the shepherd in the wilderness. He was left out. God told his mouthpiece prophecies, stop it. I got somebody that I'm going to pick on. Praise God. That's what I'm telling you. If you feel that you are left out, praise God wherever you are. Because they're going to send people to your home looking for you. You can expect a knock at your door. They're going to ask you by your name saying, I'm looking for such and such. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is going to use what is left behind to give back what got away. Praise God. Everything that family lost Praise God. They got back because God used what was left behind to bring a blessing. Well, what is our anchor? We have an anchor. That's God's promise. I'm going to stop with that. Praise God. I want you to look at this anchor. The promise that we have. This is what God says. The smallest one will become a clan. And the least one a mighty nation, I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. Praise God, it's time. Pretty soon it's gonna be His time. when heaven's gonna zero in on you and pick you up to do His work. The question is, are you pouring? Or are you withholding? What does that mean? Praise God. Even when you feel that you have nothing to give, start giving. Even when you feel that you have nothing to give, start giving. Give what? Give what, church? Whatever you have. So what do we have? Our highest praise, it's not the lowest praise, it is the highest praise going to the highest person. Praise God. Number one, you praise Him. You worship Him. You adore Him. Give Him your strength. Give Him your ability. Give Him your health. Give Him your wealth give him your talent give him your treasure give him your time give him everything it's gonna come back how praise god multiplied enhanced overflowing pressed down shaken together running over. praise god give love Give mercy. Give compassion. Praise God. Give truth. It's going to come back. It's going to come back in superfold. It's going to come back as a bumper crop. Praise God. The Bible says the flow ceased when the need ceased. Praise God. Hallelujah. God can supercharge you. God can supercharge you with His power, with His presence, with His glory, and with His grace, so that you become a channel of life to people around you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Church, let me ask you, where are you? What's your testimony at home? Praise God. In the crisis that you might go through, how would you respond? Are you willing to abide by the principles of God's word? Are you willing to do what the scripture tells you to do? Even when the going gets tough. When the going gets tough, the tough gets going because they have The power and the grace of God upon them. All eyes closed. We're going to look up to the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Where are you? Are you willing to pour into lives around you? Are you willing to pour into empty vessels around you? Praise God. Or are you going to withhold? Praise God. Looking for a better venue. Looking for a better occasion. Looking for a better season. Are you going to withhold? Praise God. Hallelujah. When God gives you an opportunity, you pour. Pour in. And you will see the miracle taking place. Praise God. God using you for his glory. Father, we thank you. We praise you, Lord. We bring God's people into your hands. We pray that your grace may abound upon every one of us. Lord, we pray that you would unlock and unleash your flow into each and every one of our lives. As we pour, we pray that God's grace will flow through our lives. All for your glory. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing and we're going to take the offering.